Hello, and welcome once again to another edition of TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, where we take an in-depth view of the artists chosen by God to use their gift to glorify Him, the stories behind their music, and of course, how the Lord has been with them in the process. Our guest is a man whose music lifting the Lord has spanned decades. He's currently a choir director, and his name is Dale Skip Van Rensselaer. This is Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis. And those voices, praising the name of the Lord, minus the instruments, are directed by our guest, uh, Skip Van Rensselaer. Skip, great to have you on Music with a Mission. Good to be here. Thank you. Is it all right if I call you Skip? I prefer that. Thank you. Although Van Rensselaer is a very interesting name. Yeah, the, uh, I've been told that the van is Dutch, the Rensselaer is French. 
Uh, I'm obviously neither. Uh, and <laughs> well, you're African American, so Ben Rensselaer. That's that's interesting. Had nothing to do with the name, but uh, it's a good name. Took me a couple of years in grade school to get it right. But <laughs> okay, okay. Do you mind if I call you Skip? No, please, no problem. You, sir, have an impressive resume. If I were to review it, it would probably take up the bulk of or all of the program. Uh, so let's just highlight a bit, shall we? Fine. Your music career started when? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I attended Howard University. I graduated in 71. So as far as my ministry at First Amy Zion Church uh, in Patterson, I would say 1972. Wow. Way back. A while ago. Yes, sir. Mm. Now you're married. Yes, sir. How long? 17 years this October 9th. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And I understand your wife sings too. Yeah, she sings. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, when she joined the choir, there's a a 14-year difference between us. When she joined the choir, she was eight years old um, and one of my better sopranos. Okay. Uh, as if, you, if you may say so yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But she's always had a, a tremendous ear. Uh, uh, she's the closest I've seen to someone who has perfect pitches. As a matter of fact, when I conduct choir rehearsal now sometimes i'll look to her and um for the pitch and every now and then when i transpose down and i forget to transpose back up she'll raise her hand and raise an eyebrow too yeah that's not the right key okay so she's good okay and uh children i have a son who's uh 16 a junior in high school a daughter who's 13 eighth grade and i have two uh young men grown men from a previous marriage okay darnell who's 40 and dale jr who's 37 now, I understand one of your sons sings, too, right? Darnell, he sings with a group called Shy, which is an R&B uh, vocal group. Uh, did very well in the early 90s, uh, platinum album. Okay, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Did watch your DVD of an acapella choir you were directing. Very impressive. Thank you. Sounded like one choir, one voice. Is that your approach in directing a choir? Uh, usually, you know, when I direct a choir, um, I particularly like to do a cappella. My mother um, was the director of the a cappella choir at churches. That's where I pretty much got my foundation. Uh, so I've always been uh, kind of akin to, to harmony. Uh, and it's it's difficult sometimes, particularly when you have a group that does gospel maybe 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. And you uh, you break into a cappella uh, to teach them how to blend. But I, I look for the blend. You said uh, you prefer a cappella over the music? Uh, yeah, I guess that that's kind of a, a personal thing. I've never had a, a how come? Big, I've never had a big tendency of musicians in, in my music ministry. It's always been pretty much myself on the piano. I'm not really a, that much of an accomplished pianist. Uh, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when I when I do concerts, I always try to uh, uh, gather some people to come in. Uh, Minister Greg Thomas uh, has helped me a number of times with my concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so I enjoy the harmonies. Uh, uh, it's like for me when you spend a lot of time teaching songs and getting parts right. Then, uh, uh, no offense to Greg Thomas, but you know you have some pe- musicians come in and they want to overshadow what you do. I see. So, I, so I prefer the uh, uh, the sound of the voice. Makes it difficult to hide behind the music too, huh? Yes, it does. They have to be on point, without a doubt. That's interesting. Do you audition your singers? No, no, I don't. As a matter of fact, I, I had a recent conversation about that. I spoke to some directors who do that. Um, I've always been of the mind, and I guess uh, depending on who you speak to, that if uh, if someone um, wants to sing or use their gift of a, a voice, that I, that I shouldn't be the one to to make that determination. It's backfired a couple of times. I've had people who uh, join the choir who are kind of 
tone deaf. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, the general consensus about music ministry is your heart does have to be in the right place. Uh, Mm -hmm. That is your motive for singing the songs of Zion, that it's not about us and it's about Jesus. But what if your heart is in the right place and you have a desire to sing for the Lord, but you just can't sing? It's happened on a couple of occasions. I I can sit here and say I've never uh, put someone out of the choir for not being able to sing. You know, I, I kind of try to extend myself. I've had people who uh, need, a, need a little more rehearsal. Uh, I'll do extra rehearsals. Uh, I've been blessed uh, um, over the years with having a, a good core group, if you will, mm-hmm. of people who can sing. So uh, the people who don't necessarily sing that well, uh, sometimes they'll gravitate to uh, someone who's on pitch. So you're patient and you just work with people. Is that it? That's what I try to do. That's what I try to do. What if somebody can really, really sing mm-hmm. and their heart is questionable? Do you work with them? I tell you, uh, it's funny you should ask that question because th- that's the kind of person that's more likely uh, for me to express that maybe this is not your ministry. Because if I have someone who has a tremendous talent vocally, uh, but their heart and their mind's not in the right place, or they're just using the Lord's house for their stage, mm-hmm. I'm more likely to tell that person, well, maybe you should do something else because I can't use you in this choir. Because then they start getting bigger than me and bigger than the church and uh, bigger than God sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It seems that a lot of people, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there are some who do use the Lord's house, as you say, as their stage. It seems to be the state of gospel music today. How do you view the state of gospel music today? That's a good question. I attended a workshop this past week, and that very question uh, uh, came up. Um, I guess I just have to speak personally because there's always going to be somebody who's going to have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, you know some of the, the the younger music, if you will, some of the uh, the younger gospel singers. Uh, it seems to be the, uh, the the umbrella rationale is that these people relate more to the young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, here again, going back to our discussion about the the musicians, you know. Uh, um, I'll see uh, a choir on stage, and you got the got the robes, and the robes are coordinated, which is fine. And you mm-hmm. have them doing choreography, and the director's doing choreography, and <laughs> yeah. they're not watching him, and the band is jamming. Yeah, yeah. Um, personally, I got a problem with that, you know. Um, um, but then again, the flip side—I know I'm contradicting myself. The flip side is that if somebody sees that, and if it draws them uh, uh, to the Lord, then uh, I guess it served its purpose. So when does it become sounding brass tingling cymbal for you, as uh, stated in 1 Corinthians 13? Um, I think for for Skip Van Rensselaer, it doesn't take much. You know, if, if, I'm, if I've taught the choir a particular song and we've worked on the, the parts and the harmony, um, another thing that I don't like to do, I've noticed some other choir directors do, they'll have the musicians um, playing along while they're trying to teach. You know, you're teaching a part and the musicians are doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't particularly like that. I'll bring the musicians in later on once the, the parts are secure. Um, but once we put everything together and, and, and if I can hear uh, the musicians, um, then I have to quiet them down. And uh, Right. But when is it sounding brass tingling cymbal? When I can't hear my choir. Mm-hmm. You know, That's what I was saying. Sometimes you know, uh, the drummer may be uh, uh, on his snare doing rim shots. You know, I um, see. I understand. And, uh, if I can't hear, then um, I have to hear the voices. I, I guess if I have put in a simplified answer, I have to hear my voices. Does the choreography and the flamboyant robes and does that take away from it? I think it does, particularly the choreography. Uh, um, I, I've seen choirs um, 
where everybody's kind of doing their own thing, uh, kind of in their own personal praise uh, mode, if you will. Yeah, I've seen I, I don't have a problem with that, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when you see you know, the hands are going a certain way, and uh, you know, everybody dips at the same time, and um, it's 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 appealing if you're looking for a performance. That's me speaking, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't think, have much to do with praise and worship. No, I think if you stand still uh, and, you, and you sing the same song. It's so interesting, you know. I was watching YouTube. Uh, a good friend of mine here turned me on to a, a YouTube mm-hmm. episode, I should say, and there was actually a praise dance competition going mm. on, Holy Ghost dancing in competition. Mm. How do you feel about competitions? Well, I don't like competitions at all. Uh, and, and the one time I took my choir, I took a mass choir over to. Um, I think they had the, uh, the competition in Newark, but it was for the McDonald's Gospel Fest. Yeah, um, and we didn't we didn't we didn't do well. We sang well, but uh, I just don't like competitions. Uh, Why? Because I think when you when you when you go into uh, a music ministry, and I'm at this point using that term loosely with the mindset that I'm competing with someone else, mm-hmm. uh, it takes away from what you're actually are supposed to be doing, you know, ministering to uh, someone's heart, someone's mind, someone's soul. There are some who say that it just challenges us to be more excellent. How do you feel about that? I, I don't believe that. You don't see that? I don't believe that. I think the Lord has blessed us with gifts, um, and, 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 and he has commissioned us to use our gifts uh, to his honor and glory, uh, mm-hmm. to the best of your ability. And I don't mm-hmm. think that uh, a little gold trophy, you know, for winning a, a choir contest has anything to do with that. So then, given everything that we've just talked about, is gospel music as effective as it was, say, 20 years ago? That's an interesting question. I guess that depends on your audience. I'm not trying to uh, avoid the question, but I know that uh, when I was raised in church, um, at the time that I was raised in church, you know, there was a lot of emphasis on the hymns. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when I do a cappella, I, I, I sometimes go back to the old hymns and I might rearrange different kind of chord structures. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but I think those kind of songs, you know, the, the, the lyrics, um, I think I think now nowadays, if you listen to some of the gospel music, uh, I don't want to mention names, but this particular uh, artist who uh, my kids, as a matter of fact, are into, mm-hmm. and, and he's... He's ranting and raving, and he's he's hollering and screaming. And uh, one day, my, my my son was into it. He's sixteen years old, and I said, "What did he just say?" <laughs> you know, and I don't think my son could repeat it, but he was he was jamming. You know, yeah, said, what, yeah. did he, what did he just say? This guy's doing music ministry. So, um, from that standpoint, I think the some of the gospel music nowadays just has gotten away from the uh, the, the ministry part of it. Right. You know? Right. Okay. Okay. Listen to the CD, uh, Praise and Acapella, last night, and uh, I'm always amazed with acapella groups. Can't hide behind the music, as we mentioned. One of my favorites on the CD is a classic, uh, King Jesus. Yes. Do you like? Obviously, you love. You I love, love doing that song. It. Yeah, we've been yeah. doing it for a number of years, uh, but but I love that song. What do you love about it? Uh, I, well, obviously, I love the harmonies. I love the. Um, uh, the crescendos where it goes at the end. Uh, matter of fact, I took a couple liberties at the end of that song also. But uh, um, you say you took liberties, like? Uh, well, one in particular. I think the last chord on the CD is a a, a straight chord. I did a, a suspended uh, note for the tenors mm-hmm. and brought them down. Mm-hmm. Um, made all the difference. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's listen to that right now. Okay. 
King Jesus from Praise and Acapella, directed by Skip Vanzelier. Van Vanzelier. Thank you very much, That's Skip. okay. On Music with a Mission. TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission and the classic King Jesus, directed by our guest, Skip Van Rensselaer. Yes, sir. Well, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a long time to the third grade. Really? It yeah. took you third grade to, to, to learn how to pronounce your own name? Not necessarily pronounce it, but back in the day, they used to have, used to, have to write your heading on uh, all your work. Yeah, that's right. And I would take like two pages to do my heading because I used to write very big. And, uh, yeah. Dale <laughs> and you Van Rensselaer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you were involved in secular music for a time, no? Yes. What type? What genre? Uh, R&B. R&B? Yeah, rhythm and blues. During your save life? 
Yes. Yes. Well, I did it um, when I was a student at Howard University. I was a member of an R&B group. Um, we did a couple of shows uh, down in the D.C. area, but once we all graduated, uh, it didn't really pan out. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I first came back, that's when I was approached in 72 by the uh, uh, the pastor and the preacher, Stuart, to, uh, they wanted to start a, a youth choir. I see. Um, because, you know, R&B is notorious for setting a mood, you know. As a matter of fact, when I first started the choir back in 1972, a lot of the songs we used to do, I, I, would, I was taking a lot of the uh, secular uh, music and changing the lyrics around, made them gospel songs. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm saying R&B in itself is notorious for setting a mood. I mean, without a doubt, fast R&B is like a party kind of mm. atmosphere where, yeah. where people are notorious for drinking. Uh, slow R&B is, um, well, sets a romantic mood, which is notorious for, well, you understand. I think that's why when you asked the question earlier regarding uh, how I felt about music nowadays, uh, in a lot of instances, I don't see a lot of differences between some of the gospel music, the more the some of the more up tempo uh, gospel music and R and B. Okay, but in your earlier years, you just stated you took some of the R and B music mm-hmm. and you changed some of the lyrics around mm-hmm. to appeal to whom? Well, well maybe. Uh, selfishly to appeal to myself because I was in that transition period where I had the group down at Howard. It didn't pan out, so I was still uh, in that uh, I'm going to be a star mentality. And, oh. then when, and then when I had the choir, uh, they were, uh, for the most part, young, ages maybe 12 to the oldest maybe 16. Mm-hmm. And I think they could relate more to that type of music. Uh, mm-hmm. It worked out well. Um, okay. Uh, it took a while because we had some uh, some of the old uh, uh, the older guard in the church. And, yeah. Uh, I used to see some raised eyebrows yeah oh sure you know they, they you know they couldn't relate to that they wanted to hear the hymns kind of 24 7 sure sure mm-hmm. how long did it take for that quote-unquote star mentality to seep out of your spirit um that's a good question i don't even know if i can actually uh, uh pinpoint I, I guess gradually over time um maybe after because i've had the ministry for about 38 years maybe after a Ten or fifteen years into the ministry, uh, I started keeping a journal, uh, and I was very honest in my journal. Um, uh, and a lot of times, um, there were songs that I had done a million times, and um, uh, we'd be traveling to a church, uh, and the choir was making good sounds. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've already, uh, I've already established this mindset: we're going to this church and turn it out because my choir is the bomb. Wow! You know, and um, and the Lord took it right away. I'm sitting at the piano. And a song I've done a million times, it's gone. What do you mean it was gone? I, I couldn't play it. I, I couldn't remember notes. No kidding. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'd go back and write into the journal. Uh, I'd apologize to the Lord because uh, uh, he, all he did in my mind was just remind me that this ain't about you. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, a couple of episodes of that are, are a wake-up call. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a humbling experience um, uh, if you're obedient to it, you know, if, if you understand that this is what's going on as opposed to, like, you know, somebody missed a note or. I just I just forgot the song, you know, the Lord uh, snatched it away in a mm-hmm. heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did a couple of times. Do you think that's what's needed yes. nowadays? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want to say it's needed because uh, when it's needed, the Lord will make it happen. He'll do it. Sure. You know? So, yeah, I think it's needed for some people. It's it's it's, it's needed for some sometimes with some of my choir members. You know, I see them getting a little uh, full of themselves, you know, with solos, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Other than the obvious of pride, where do you think that comes from? Well, the pride, the uh, uh, the, the selfishness. Um, selfishness? 
Well, people starting to think that it's all about them. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they sing in front of a congregation and uh, as opposed to um, lifting someone's spirit or touching someone's heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to gauge how many amens they're going to get or how many handshakes they'll get at the end of the service. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and you can tell, you know, af- after a number of years doing music ministry, you can tell because uh, I have a I still have an established core of uh, members I've had for years. And some of the new members who come in, uh, you can kind of sense sometimes, you know, they, they want a little limelight. Right, right. As good as your choir is, obviously, when you're finished uh, ministering, people will come up to you and, and say, wow, you, mm-hmm. you, you really did a wonderful job. You touched my heart, you, et cetera, et cetera. How do you handle that? Oh, it's still there. I mean, because I'm human. The pride is still there. Um, I, 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 I thank them. Um, it, it makes me feel good. Um, I give praises to, uh, to the Lord, maybe not at that particular moment, but I'll go home. And mm-hmm. um, I find myself praying a lot more now uh, the night before we're going to do a music uh, ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, uh, the central themes, if you will, for my prayers is to, uh, is to take me out of it. You know, because uh, I get filled up sometimes, you know, if, if you get, I think just human nature, you know, if you get uh, uh, enough accolades uh, and thank God we, we get that sometimes, you know, we, we touch people's hearts, we touch people's souls and they'll tell you that they'll verbalize that to you. But you said sometimes all you have to do is look at somebody's uh, reaction. Um, uh, but I, I, I still get filled up sometimes and mm-hmm. I just uh, I'll apologize to the Lord. I said, yeah, I'm sorry. And, and but that did feel good, God. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah, it touches your flesh a little bit. Yeah, huh? it does. It does. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be lying mm-hmm. if I said otherwise. Well, sure, sure. I appreciate your honesty. Thank you. How did you feel when your son entered the R&B scene? I was actually very proud of him. It's, it, it's kind of a, a funny story because he, he came home. He was a student at Howard University. As a matter of fact, the... Um, he went to Howard, too? Yes. Wow. My, okay. my mother also graduated from Howard. Um the group that he had and the song that eventually uh, sold over a million copies, he came home one uh, Thanksgiving with the group and he said, Dad, I want you to hear this song. And, and they sang it in the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was kind of quaint, <laughs> but, but, but I, I, was, I wasn't blown away by it. You know, right. Next thing I know, it's on the airwaves and uh, uh, number two in the country. So um, I, I was proud of him, I guess, because uh, uh, I had the R&B group back when I was at Howard and uh, he was a Howard, and he had an R&B group. So he was kind of following in your footsteps. Yeah, and, and, and the group I was in didn't pan out, but his uh, uh, received a lot of success. So you got a chance to live vicariously through him. Yeah, I was proud of him. But he was doing R&B. Yes. Wouldn't you have preferred to see him do gospel? Uh, th- th- there's a much longer story that my son, as we speak now, is a Muslim. Oh. Uh, he's, he's a Muslim. Um and uh, well, I'll give you a little tidbit. My first, my first marriage was to a uh, Jehovah's Witness. Oh, and um, uh, my mother, who was a devout Christian, um, had a problem with it. Had raised eyebrows about it, but uh, uh, ironically enough, the young lady who I married was, um, uh, for lack of a better word, kind of a rebel within the the, the witnesses. Uh, and that's a whole other story. But this, the point I'm trying to make is that we, the two sons we had. Uh, we made this very uh, immature and dumb uh, decision that we would allow uh, our sons to, um, when they grew up, to decide which way they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, my, I remember my mother used to say to me all the time, you need to have those boys in church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my oldest sons uh, did not have the foundation that my uh, my daughter and son now do have. Um, so he wasn't in church a lot. Mm. 
um, uh, which is probably why. Well, I shouldn't say that he uh, he went the uh, the secular music route, and, and maybe why because he's uh, could be the reason why he's a, a Muslim now. I see, but um, but I remember I knew that he had talents. I remember one day I was uh, kind of uh, in need of some tenors. I was doing a concert, and yeah. um, uh, I kind of uh, commissioned both of them to be tenors for this particular program, mm-hmm. and they did well. It's never too late for him to no, make I, a switch. I'm praying about it. I'm sure you've worn out your fact, knees. Yeah, as a matter of fact, he and I have had a number of conversations. Uh, he's in California via uh, email and uh, about uh, his religion versus mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm respecting uh, what he believes, but at the same time letting him know. The truth. The truth. Exactly. That's when you want to say, Holy Spirit, come on in. Yeah. You're welcome. Exactly. Exactly. That's another song that I like on your on your CD. Thank you. Did you like the segue? <laughs> is, is that written down on the computer? No. <laughs> Did that right off the top of his head, man. That's uh, really that's a really good song. I'm impressed. That's a really good song. Thank you. Let's listen to that right now. Okay. Holy Spirit, welcome from the CD Praise Acapella on Music with a Mission.
And we'll have more with Skip Van Rensselaer when Music with a Mission continues. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your hands. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. It can be so difficult to get through life today. There are so many struggles, so many worries, so many things that seem to be against us that I know that there are people listening today that you're just wondering, does anybody have the answer? Is there anybody that knows how we can get through these times that we're living in, both collectively and individually? Well, the good news today is that there is somebody that does have an answer. It's the God who created you. It's the God who came to this earth and died on a cross to save you from everything that would want to destroy your life and make it less than what God intended it to be. And the incredible thing is that he invites you and I into a very close friendship with him where we can talk to him and he is willing to talk to us. He's the one who has the answers to life's deepest questions. Go to Jesus today. It's time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. It's DSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis having a great conversation with our guest, singer-choir director Skip Van Rensselaer. Uh, Skip, your mother was a part of this choir at one point, no? Not really a part of the choir. She, she's, she's the direct. She's one of the directors. Uh, of she the, directed the choir? Of, the, of an a cappella choir back in the day. Uh, she passed away in 95. Oh. Um, but that's where I got my foundation. That's why I guess, you know, going back to our previous conversation where, where I learned the harmonies and, and, and sort of leaned more towards the harmonies as opposed to music because everything she did. You know, I, I did a concert, uh, Praise and Acapella. As a matter of fact, it was a tribute to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the choir she directed uh, totally did acapella music. They never, they never used any musicians. Um, so you follow her lead and you're directing. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, they would come by the house... Uh, and rehearse, and I'd sit there and listen to him, and I uh, I would just be blown away, and I I would have given up my right arm to sing with the choir. She eventually let my sister and I, I have a twin sister, uh, she let us sing with the choir. I think we were 16 years old for a Christmas concert, one yeah. of the one of the highlights of my life. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now during the song, uh, we were talking here in the studio. Good friend of TSC Music Radio and, and Times Square Church, uh, Reverend Ed Fairley is here, mm-hmm. and, and and of course uh, Minister Greg Thomas, who is the director of the music ministry, and they were talking about your mom, and mm-hmm. uh, they were talking about how she was the woman you loved to hate, but mm-hmm. she was the woman you loved to love. She 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 was tough, um, but she was a throwback. Um, uh, I remember uh, she used to call parents uh, in the evening. She was an English teacher. She eventually became the. Uh, the dean of women at the Kennedy High School. Okay, uh, and if I might, a little, uh, little, a little side story. I remember when I was about twelve years old, I used to go to the Y, yeah, uh, and play basketball. A friend, my friends, and the guys who were, I guess juniors and seniors in high school seemed like they were towers. You know, they'd play basketball, and I was, in yeah, the, yeah. We were in the dressing room, uh, in the locker room, getting dressed, and about three of them uh, looked at me. And said, uh, they used to call him as V. 
Okay. Because uh, like I told you, nobody could pronounce Van Rensselaer. Right, right, right. <laughs> and they looked over at me and they said, are you Miss V's son? And for that brief moment, I love my mother to death. I was getting ready to deny her, just like Peter. <laughs> I said, I don't, I don't know the woman. You're going to deny your mom? <laughs> I, I was going to deny Shame her. on you. <laughs> but I said, yeah, I'm, I'm Miss V's son. They walked over to me, and I just knew I was going to get my behind. Yeah, whip. sure. And the guy extended his hand. He said, I love that woman, man. Wow. I said, thank you, Jesus. Maybe that's when I, <laughs> maybe that's when I found the Lord. <laughs> I said, thank you, Jesus. So, yeah. so sparing the rod really worked out for you in the end, huh? Yeah, but she, but she was uh she was talented. She played the piano also, uh, but um, uh, and she was she was strict with the choir too. She uh she wanted everybody on point. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's where I got it from. I know that's where I got it from. Now you you uh, worked with uh, Minister Greg Thomas here. Yes. Yeah, so some of the past concerts with the Minister Greg Thomas as well as Reverend Ed Fairley. Um, uh, I don't mean to keep a belaboring a point, but uh, no. you know, I, I play the piano. Um, uh, and you're not that great at it. It's, it's just not, you know, uh, my, my biggest calling. So when I do concerts, uh, uh, I tap into musicians that I know. And, and okay. Minister Greg Thomas, God bless him, as well as Reverend Fairley, have uh, always extended themselves. What uh, did you guys do together? Um, well, Minister Thomas... Uh, I think it's it's been exclusively with the music ministry. I can't even remember how I uh, uh, met uh, Minister Thomas. I probably heard him play one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are other choirs that I used to sing with that he played for. Okay, uh, Reverend Ed Fairley, as you mentioned, uh, I had my mother as a teacher, but uh, they became very close friends even before he uh, uh, married my uh, my sister. And he would come by the house and I would see him. Any specific concerts or ministry venues that you can remember that really stood out for you? Yes, um, I am a, uh, a Richard Smallwood groupie. Oh, okay. Uh, I say that with no reservations. Yeah. Um, and uh, a large bulk of the music I do is by Richard Smallwood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in 1999, I give this specific date, April 19th, 1999. Wow, it really did stick out for yeah, you. Yeah, huh? we did a concert uh, in tribute to the music of Richard Smallwood, mm-hmm. invited him to come, and he came. Really? And sat there in the front pew and um, listened to our concert. Really? Yes, indeed. How did he receive it? He received it well after the concert was over. I'd spoken to him. I didn't want to uh, take any liberty, so I'd spoken to him prior to the uh, concert, asked him if he would have a few words. Yeah. And when the concert was finished, um, he came up, gave me a big hug. I cried like a baby. Sure, Uh, He he has some very kind words about the concert. Uh, Ironically enough, this past weekend, the workshop I made mention of earlier, um, uh, he was one of the facilitators uh, on Saturday and uh, taught us a couple of his songs, which I already knew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he gave me a big hug that day. He remembered. It's been like 11 years. So mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that's one of the highlights of my uh, my music ministry, uh, having uh, someone who I admire um, to come into my house, sure. God's house with my uh, yeah, my church yeah. home. Understood. And, Understood. Uh, and hear the music. He he was he was he was very receptive. Um, um, if you had to look back over your music career, what period in life would you say was the most edifying and enriching? The latter. You know? Why? Because as I mentioned earlier, in, in the former, you know, I first started the music ministry, we had a tremendous sound. Uh, I remember the, the youth choir had grown to like 45 members. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing a, a number of songs. Uh, as I mentioned before, I was taking some of the uh, secular music, changing the words around. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say the latter part, because now it's all about ministry. Um, I remember back in the early part of my ministry, I always wanted to get something new and fresh. You know, mm-hmm. always had to be something new each Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll dip back into the repertoire now because I know this particular song touches uh, someone's heart. Yeah. So I think now my music ministry is uh, taking uh, different directions, positive directions. Uh, 
I think I'm finally giving back to the Lord what he gave to me, mm -hmm. what he had in mind uh, all along. Feels pretty good, huh? Feels very good. Yes, it does, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. What direction are you heading in with the uh, choir? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't try to to stipulate a particular direction because uh, you know one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs um, three, five, and six. You know, if you acknowledge the Lord and everything you do, He will direct your path. So I'm allowing Him to do that. I want Him to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, one of the songs that we do, which I which I really love, is um, um, Prayer Jabaz. Uh, so uh, my prayer is for him to uh, enlarge my territories mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, whatever that involves. Mm -hmm. uh, there are people that have approached me, as a matter of fact, um, with regards to recording the uh, the choir, and uh, and I and my response kind of turns people off sometimes. I say, you know, well, that's nice, we can do that, but I'm not I'm not going to do hand flips about that if it doesn't turn out. You know, whereas back in the day, you know, let's go in the studio, let's make this CD, let's yeah. get it out there. Yeah. Um, it's less about making the CD, yes. isn't it? Yeah. And more about getting the message out. Yeah. I understand Re that. Reverend Fairley said that when he was here. You know, yeah. I asked him about his He's CD. He's a very wise man. Yeah, I asked him about his CD, and he was mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, about the CD-DVD deal. You know, it, it's really not that important mm -hmm. in the scheme of things. No. And I guess, you know, my, my response, I guess, can, can be considered a cop-out. But I say to them, like, you know, if, if that's what the Lord has in store for me, it'll happen. Right. You know, right. It'll happen. It would be remiss of me not to ask a director of an acapella choir not to sing an acapella song. Would you be willing to do that for us here on Music with a Mission? I'll do a couple of lines. Can I make one? A just, couple of lines? Is that it? Can I just make one small correction? Okay. Um, the Praise in Acapella uh, CD uh, was a particular concert. Uh, the choir itself is not an acapella choir. Okay, okay. You know, uh, we do, okay. We've done some acapella things, but... Um, right. Uh, as opposed to, uh, or in comparison to the choir my mother had that I mentioned, her choir was, they were called the acapella choir. Right, right. You know, we, we did an acapella concert, and as I mentioned before, basically in tribute uh, to my mother. You know? Okay, so you guys do everything. We you... try. Okay. <laughs> With the help of Minister Thomas and Reverend Fairley. You know. All in the family, huh? All in the family, okay, praise the Lord. Okay. You guys are all from Patterson, too, right? Patterson, There's a Patterson connection yeah. here. P-Town. Oh, boy. Oh, oh brother. <laughs> Right. Let's. Uh, what song did you have in mind? Center of My Joy is one of my uh, favorites. Yeah, I like that song. Richard too. Smallwood. Skip Van Rensselaer on Music with a Mission. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment hope for all i do jesus you're the center of my joy amen amen i was waiting for more that was that was very good thank you i appreciate it you know you're not just saying that are you no i'm not just saying that. i well you know i always Cause i know you can give out quaint when you want to. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard that on previous uh, podcasts and <laughs> did that to my brother-in-law, told him he was quaint. <laughs> I it, was, it was good. It wasn't just quaint. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was good. It was really good. <laughs> I appreciate having you on uh, Music with a Mission. All the best and, and what God has called you to do. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Uh, 
when Minister Thomas approached me, I, I want to make sure it wasn't a mistake, but uh, <laughs> no, he, he said it wasn't a mistake. So yeah, he's pretty thorough. Even. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. I'm glad for the opportunity. I hope uh, someone's listening. Oh, yeah, I believe so. But even if one person is blessed, isn't it worth it? Without a doubt. Sure, sure. Skip Van Rensselaer, thank you again for being with us. Thank you. Take joy, my king, in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. By the way, we do want to hear what you think about Music with a Mission. We want your tips, hints, and suggestions. Email your comments to music at timesquarechurch.org or check out TSC Music on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, visit the website at www.tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and special administrative assistance from Jessica Carrasco. Remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission.